Welcome to episode 22 of Composerscape. That's right, two weeks in a row. We are here. Mm. Uh, boy, if we would have been younger, we probably would have recorded this episode Wednesday night at 11 p.m. after we finally watched that episode because I believe phase four is now officially in session. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if I'm a variant or not because I'm. I think I am. Isn't the official Marvel um, where did it all go so in wrong? the comic books? It's like 616 or something. Number 616. Yeah. 616. Well, That's we are yep. in Earth 1, Earth, <clears throat> Earth Prime, so no, we're not variants. <laughs> the rest of the universe is multiverse. Okay. Um, but no, yes, we enough. will get to that, but there's a couple quick things that we're excited about. Or I'm excited about, maybe Scott's excited about. We'll we'll, we'll judge by his facial <laughs> expressions. Uh, first off, the one I didn't okay. mention before we started recording is they dropped some Doom character posters. Uh, we finally get to see uh, Baron Harkonnen, a uh, good shot of Duncan, uh, Lady Jessica, Vito, oh, and Paul. Yeah, I've not seen these. Yeah, yet. look okay. these up. I'll, you're actually probably seeing them right now. So if you if, Scott, if you decide to watch this episode after it's cut and put together, you're, you're seeing them. They're right here. Here are the images. They're beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And that is an anticipation of if you happen to go to an IMAX movie this weekend, you will get a little preview of some unseen footage from the movie. Um, and I think they released that to everyone online a couple a couple days after that. So we will probably talk about that because Dune, very anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um so if we're just giving a shout out to um, anticipated upcoming releases and titles, um, we did at one point um, have a, a neat discussion about the upcoming Green Knight film. And that Literally is about to say imminent, that. right? We got, we got about a week and a mm-hmm. half. Yeah. Um, very much looking forward to that. That'll be the um, only, what, second, third movie. Second, third movie we've seen in the theater, right? We're going to go to the theater and see oh. it um, unless – you know the world goes to hell again. Well, you're down there with the, the you're down is, there with the, the the well. We can't get political, but yeah, you're down there. Let's just say let's not talk. About you it. have a lot less people that are being smart down there than we do up here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, well, early reactions for that have been fantastic um, about what we expected. So they said Dev, Dev Patel is is pretty much to die for in it. Um, yeah. So that's. Great. I was literally just about to bring that one up. Um, And then uh, apparently Andy Muschietti is uh, not very good at closed sets because some more (laughs) flash pictures leaked this week. But um, I don't think any of it's none of it's a spoiler. He said from Fandome last year that Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be in this. Um, The Tim Burton Mm -hmm. 1989, 1992 Batman. and apparently some shots came yeah. out. You can Google them if you want. We're not going to show them here of the Batmobile and the Batcave. Um, now, what, what this is going to make me want to do, and I'm going to throw something in here that might be a little bit of a curveball, but this is definitely going to make me want to watch the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman films. And then I'm going to want to watch Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, yes. which was a fantastic movie. For those of you who have not seen that movie, um, you should go check it out. There's some very dark humor in that of this 
um, once accomplished actor who's kind of uh, lost his way as a professional trying to hold it together oh. uh, just as an aging actor who in the film had a history of playing a very popular superhero and it's sort of haunting him. Yeah. Well, what's um, funny very, about that is right after that, comedy. He, he, ca- he got cast in Spider-Man Homecoming. And apparently, That's, well, yeah, not long after that. Yeah, That's right. Apparently, he <laughs> messed with Tom Holland the whole time during their big fight scene. He kept whispering to Tom Holland. He kept going, "I'm Batman" during the whole fight scene, and it was apparently like actually frightening Shut Tom up. Holland. <laughs> but you know, the people are like, "Michael Keaton's too old." One, go, go ahead, uh, log into HBO Max what? and watch The Dark Knight Returns. Um, to oh, watch well, yeah. Michael Keaton play the vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. So, yeah. So that's... Um, and, and, and three, this is presumably a Flashpoint storyline. And I don't know if we know this or not, but it's possible that Michael Keaton is going to be playing Thomas Wayne. I think he's, he's still... They said he's still playing Bruce, but his character okay. is a kind of to be a Thomas Wayne type thing. I think they're also going to shed. I, I think it's going to be based on gonna, Flashpoint, kind of like the Flash TV series that yeah, we're not, yeah. because Momoa and Godot and Godot are not in it, and that's the biggest right, part so of Flashpoint. Sort of merge, you know. There's no war between yeah. Atlantis and Themyscira. That would have been Atlantis. Yeah, but yeah, right. Okay. I will say this about the Tim Burtons. That was my original. Um, Zack Snyder moment, and it has nothing to do with Zack Snyder, but like with the Snyder cut and Warner Brothers interfering and whatever happened um, that Warner Brothers told Tim Burton it Batman Returns was too dark, it wasn't selling enough toys, they told him to change it, he quit, Michael Keaton went with him, and we lost, and I have seen like what was going to be in oh, yeah. Batman 3, um, Billy D. Williams' Two-Face, oh, it was... Uh, Robin mm. Williams is the Riddler. It was going to be ridiculous. So, what what could right. have been? Yeah, and Warner bad. Brothers is continually yeah. we, meddling. They're, they they won't even promise. The no. Dune is only the first half of the book, and there's no guarantee of a sequel. So that's right. and Warner Brothers is just oh, but you know what? Here is the antitoxin for that. Let's talk about Loki and. Marvel and oh, but, Kevin Feige oh, okay. and doing everything absolutely correct. We've been waiting for this for for almost almost a week. So let's let I, I, unless you have something else, did I miss anything? No, 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 no. I mean, the the my first most obvious response to the season finale was this bizarre, frustrating combination of. Yay, there's a season two. Oh my God, you jerks. <laughs> you ended it on a cliffhanger. It's <laughs> a season two. Uh, yeah, that pretty much sums up my reaction to that ending was was thinking, oh my God, how dare you? We're going to sit here and wait for a year, year and a half for a season two. But yes, this is season two. So um, really, really bad. So, I mean, I, let's go ahead and th- throw out the big things that we noticed. I guess what you liked and didn't like about the episode, the bi- the biggest thing that, and I need to go back and watch this episode again. I need to watch the whole season yeah. again, as a matter of fact. And WandaVision too. I feel there's like there's a those lot that happened. There's a lot that happened in the in the last 10, 15 minutes of this episode 
I think the kind of elephant in the corner, the big um, thing that I noticed as the episode wrapped up was Loki did not return to his timeline. No. He did not return to a version of the TVA that belonged to him, not his home universe. I have a theory about that. Because that, that okay. I mean, as a multiverse works, he broke that timeline. That timeline could no longer exist. That timeline was Maybe. Uh, a TVA yeah. in a world well, that the TVA didn't exist. So for him to return right. to the TVA, it had to be somewhere where there was a TVA. Right. And, and he's so there in now. other words, he, he didn't actually travel. He didn't travel through time. Right. We're going to get all Doctor Who with people. He traveled through space or dimensionally. He didn't travel chronologically. He just traveled to another place. And so, yeah, he traveled to another place. Well, I don't think the TVA is at the end of time. Kind of new branch. So he's definitely, right. he definitely well, did well, travel in time. Just we don't know where the TVA is. It's got to be after the 31st well, presumably century. Presumably he attempted to go back to just moments, right? Or possibly a, a span of hours after he got um, pruned, right? Got deleted, got uh, sent mm -hmm. into the void. And he comes back. And now he's in a dimension where there are versions of uh, Morbius and the, the guards who didn't know when knows who he is. Who are you? Where, which department are you with? Oh yeah. So he may not even be supposed to be there. Oh, well, that'll be yeah. interesting. So, um, um, everything's flipped sideways. Yep. Well, they have point. now so, opened um, Pandora's box. Um, I will have to take, as usual, we, Let's put it that we've been talking about the multiverse on this show since we first started recording it. Even since before you joined, Scott, I was talking about it because yeah. the multiverse, love or hate the CW shows, and almost all of them started off really high quality, and I can't even look at The Flash anymore. It's gotten so bad, and the only reason people watch it is because it's apparently a bunch of teenagers that are infatuated with Barry Allen and Iris West Allen. Um, that was me two years yeah. ago. Well, that was me back in season four. It, yeah, but it made a bit of a comeback with the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, mm -hmm. which is the best crossover okay. they've done. That's right. the end of Oliver Queen. Okay. The acting's all brilliant. It's, it's yep. based on one of the most famous stories. Um, sure. And that, when Ezra Miller showed up on screen, is the first, like, movie multiple. And then they went ahead and said, at that point, they said that Tim Burton's world... And Christopher Reeve's world is actually Matt Brandon Routh has always been a continuation of the Christopher Reeve universe, so that's him there. All those exist in their multiverse. So before Marvel, and Marvel hasn't done this, but some uh, I've seen some bloggers and some news outlets that have like Marvel beat DC to the punch. It's like, well, no, they didn't. <laughs> yes, it happened on the CW, now, but it is, definitely happened. These things all happened to the comics. Oh yeah, they've been doing the multiverse forever, decades ago. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, we got that out of the well, way. Um, mm -hmm. So this episode was, there were one, uh, Scott, do you have your tea on you? Because you predicted that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, Cheers. Yes. Uh, that was. In case there was any doubt, right? So if, if, if I presume you're talking about Kang. Yes. Although he his, never said that they were. And so. Um, in the 
in the the scene that I'm mentioning where he goes back, say that in air quotes again, I can't, my fingers are getting worn out using air quotes here. <laughs> he goes back to the TVA and sees these statues that maybe they've been there the whole time. Probably not. No, those were the timekeepers. Different version of his. Well, now it's. If they are the timekeepers, they don't look the same that they did now because he's looking up at yeah. it and Oh no, they're not the timekeepers. Yeah, right. He's got this he's got this tunic and this circular I don't know what you call it. He's got like this his costume. Yeah. Classic Kang costume from he the He just comics. doesn't have the helmet with the, the blue light the yeah. face. Yeah. Um, um the, the face plate to the mask, whatever I've seen you some call it, really right? good artwork um, of uh of Jonathan Powers as Kang that some some of the talented online people have mm-hmm. done. I don't think we got a shot. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not going to be here as fan art. Uh, no, we don't have a shot of this statue. And, they wouldn't give that away. In the- and we'll just say this, uh, you know, folks listening, um, if anyone's still listening to this podcast, um, yes, seen the episode, pr- probably seen um, the show that I'm about to mention. I have not yet. Jess has implored me to um, stop what I'm doing oh, yes. and, and drop everything and go watch Lovecraft Country. I knew that I had uh, seen this actor in, in a couple of things. Um, it might have been White Boy Rick um, or The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, one of those films we watched streaming um, in the in like the last year, year and a half. He, he was very familiar, but I was like, I can't put my finger on where I've seen him. Um, brilliant. Oh, my gosh. Um, and for a split second, there's a couple of lines, his delivery of a couple of lines there where you feel like, is he – is this kind of cheesy intentionally? Is this supposed to, is he kind of amping up some camp here? Like what's happening? And he's just so, I don't know if it's like a, it's a narcissism. He's just so full of himself. He's so, you know, just filled with this kind of omnipotence, right? This kind of omniscience that this character has had for millennia that he's just kind of beside himself. And we find out, that it's all because something unpredictable is about to happen. And he knows that something is about to happen that he can't see. You're- After millennia of knowing exactly what's about to happen. And so he's excited have about you this. Read- he's like, Christmas Day. Have you read the God Emperor of Dune? No. Well, without being too spoilery, it's a... a- descendant of uh, Paul Um, and he has done something to himself to cause himself to in essence be a god and much like Paul he Mm -hmm. can see and Dr. Manhattan and apparently uh, Kang whether or not this is the conqueror or a different one um, he can see the whole timeline and he's always lamenting wanting to be surprised so it reminded me a lot of that and also the Mm -hmm. same with Dr. Manhattan except it's impossible well, Dr. Man, he does finally get surprised, but that's probably not canon for the comics. Sure. Right. But yeah, so this well, is definitely their um, Dr. Manhattan type. I don't know uh, anything about his powers, except that I saw him, a uh, couple panels of him uh, pretty much killing Thanos once by showing Thanos his entire lifespan. <clears throat> 
Yeah, I, I didn't do any extensive homework on Kang as far as what he can actually do. I've read several of the kind of classic story arcs in the Avengers canon. I've read several Avengers comics that feature Kang. And as you can probably imagine, as uh, he's a character that can just travel through time with impunity. He's the master. Period. And, right. Um, and has frequently teamed up with different versions of himself. Oh. There are younger versions of Kang. This sort of, you know, Kang the Conqueror, Kang the Scholar, Kang the... Right there. Because he's been alive for thousands of years. And so, periodically, he does, and he has a son. If I'm not mistaken, he actually has children. And some of those, at least one of which, I think his son becomes important, um... And I'm going to box that up if I try to delve into the, the actual comic storyline. But the point is, does he, he's not sort of, to, to my knowledge, he doesn't have superpowers, but he has access to any and all of the technologies throughout history. He apparently right lives a really long the, time, know, too. Eons and eons. Well, yeah. And I don't know what the source of his immortality is. If that's, in other words, whatever power he wields, I think is mostly based on technology um, that he has gleaned from various eras of different human history, alien histories, mm -hmm. right? So he reminds me, I don't think he's, as, he's a bit of a paradox, but you know, um, to switch over to DC, the reverse flash. His whole existence is a paradox because mm -hmm. the right. reverse flash it can never kill Barry Allen because if the reverse flash kills Barry right. Allen, he will never figure out how to make this, that the speed force exists and how to make the power. And I wonder well, if they're going to throw in any paradoxes like that with, with Kang. And what I was going to say, when I said that this is not, I don't think that this, who is now dead, this particular variant is the conqueror. I think, I feel like the conqueror is going to be a specific Kang. And possibly not even the yeah. one that we will see in Ant-Man. Because I don't think that Ant-Man well, is going to take on a Avengers-level villain. It's this character. I mean, this actor. Yeah. But it'll be a different variant. Same guy is, is going to play him. Jonathan and I Majors. think he's going to play um, him different right, but yeah. every time. I bet you, I bet you he's going to be like... That's, he's yeah, yeah. going to throw his, his chops around on this one. What was the, what do you think about this mm -hmm. green apple? They kept showing with this green apple, and it, it seemed to focus sure on it. To, no, I don't know what. I'm not sure what to think about that. The only, you know, when I stopped to actually consider it, which isn't saying much, the only thing I could come up with is that maybe it's a um, kind of a gag with him. Like he, he, um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an icon and it's a trope. And it's a something that they plugged in there. The tree from the uh, the fruit of the tree of knowledge, uh, right? That, that Adam and Eve yeah. supposedly ate in the Garden of Eden, right? Maybe the, it's it's a play on that. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's the actual apple, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in some version of history. Yeah. You went back and like, wait, let me have that. Um, or maybe there is a literal tree of infinite knowledge. And he just, you know, from time to time just travels back there and plucks an apple off of it and, and, and noshes on it just to renew his infinite omnipotence. I don't know. I that That's the only thing I could come up with. Yeah. 
Um, so you mentioned some cliffhangers. And I was going to ask about that now. Uh, because several characters are left hanging. Uh, Kang or uh, he, what was it? What did they call him in the show? I, I keep wanting to say he who must not be named, but that's not it. He who remains. He who remains. <laughs> he who was right. left behind. <laughs> so, um, uh, he who walks behind. Let's, um, he's a, he's a let's walker see. from the Dresden first. So, um, these two are clear. Are they, are they still our variant? We have, um, 815 and, and, and Mobius. Mobius did not get his jet ski, so I, I'm glad there's a season two. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, yeah. well, if this is the same one, it, he doesn't seem to be because he doesn't know Loki. And does that one exist anymore? Um, but that's less. I was going to go back. I should have gone backwards. Um, yes. Okay, this, what was her name? Was Ravona? Ravina, Ravona, something like that. Oh, um, she was just like, yeah, I got some shit like to R- look Ravonna, into. Yeah, Renslayer, cheap Renslayer, yeah, Renslayer, and she, she's like, I got some shit mm-hmm. to look into. And then first, um, the little clock thing gave her said, "You'll want to see this instead of what yeah, you yeah, were looking minutes. for." That's right. And she uh-huh. like had that look on her face, and she said, "Well." I got some shit to take care of. Um, Mobius threatened her and she was like, no, she, she's like, you know, I can kick your ass and she could. And then she, uh, goes out through the thing and that's it. I thought for sure she was going to show up at some point in that end scene, but that was the last time we saw her, uh, rather early in the episode. I got nothing on that. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, that's, it was so cryptic and revealed so little, that um, clearly Miss Minutes is some sort of an, a, an algorithm or an AI put together, put in place by okay. Kang and is working, again with the air quotes, right, working for Kang. Um, and so is this woman just a tool? Is her entire life, is, she's manipulated? Well, she was a principal at a high school. The, the Renslayer. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, and let's get. And so, if the if the people working at the TVA again with the air quotes, I'm going to break my fingers. Um, if the people working there are all variants, what happened to their memories? Well, they would have different memories. They would have the memories of their variant. Why don't they remember being a high school teacher or a jet ski instructor mm. or a? Uh, well, because in their the universe, well, Loki, the Lokis did not free them. Now there's now those two lo- the two Loki variants, Sylvie and Loki. There was a pen in her office from Jefferson High. It's like Thomas Jefferson High School. Or I'm, I'm getting it wrong. No, it was, well, this uh, is before they it, still remembered everything I at this have, point. She uh, Mobius. She doesn't remember being a high oh, school right. teacher. Well, no, she doesn't. And at one point, Mobius is in her office mm-hmm. and finds a ballpoint pen from the high school. Where she taught and says, "Oh, did you get a new trophies, a little new keepsake, or something?" And she she doesn't really respond to it. Maybe she always had her memories she, and just is she, lying and likes being. Why doesn't Mobius remember? None of them remember. I don't know their lives before the TVA. So yeah, um, that's, I liked how they had to convince I, some of the I random had. agents that they were variants by showing them her at her yeah. work. It's like, wait, wait, yeah. just look. <laughs> but um, I, I got to say the biggest question, I mean, Loki, 
it, it's kind of obvious. It's the classic case of he's kind of back to square one. No one knows him except now they don't know he's a variant either or everything's a variant and variants don't matter and they're doing something different now. But so Loki is not a mystery. I do think it's clever. One, because since Robert Downey Jr. Uh, left the Marvel Universe and is done, uh, <clears throat> let's be real, Tom Hiddleston is arguably the most popular actor in the entire universe. I mean, the Marvel Universe, not the universe. But he, let's just yeah. put it this way, he died <laughs> twice and both times the fans have been like, no! So they brought him back. Um, so they, I, I think he's uh -huh. at this point become death proof. But also, now they've trapped him in some pocket universe, multi-universe situation, so they'll always have an explanation for why Loki doesn't show up in a Thor movie, even though Loki's alive. Um, so now it, the multiverse kind of like, well, look, we can have Whoa. Loki if we want him now, but if we don't, we have a raid, we can say he's not there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just the problem with the multiverse. It's a deus ex machina, right? You can re you can introduce anything. Mm -hmm. You bring Tony Stark back, right? Not that the actor's going to, but you could bring another actor in. That's true. To be well, I, I whoever you want. Do, um, Which? The the girl iron person. Uh, what was she called? Um, Ironheart. Yeah, she's going to be in... Ironheart. I can't remember. She's going to be in something... I don't want. I don't know if it's, it's probably one of the Disney Plus shows. I don't know if it's She-Hulk. Well, one of the Disney the Disney Plus shows, as best as I can tell, are building towards a Young Avengers. Yeah, they asked uh, um, show. They asked uh, uh, Ashley Olsen about that, and she was coy about it. So we don't know. She's like, you know what? I don't know. And I, she said, I don't think Kevin Feige knows. I think they always just yeah. what they do Riri is they Williams, plant seeds. Her name. They plant seeds, and and if and then if they want to do it, they already have the seed planted well we know that there's an actress that's going to play america chavez in doctor um, strange is it the marvels or it's uh multiverse doctor strange in the multiverse um and we know we're getting kamala khan is going to play miss marvel in the marvels and film. she's got her own show and so uh, again we've got multiverse opening up here it's doors wide open to bring a miles morales version of spider-man in um yeah, I see. What I don't know is is Marvel ever going to have to uh, do? Uh, and I don't even know if they've done something like this in the comics. In DC, always their multiverse will get out of control. There's just two, there's literally multiple yeah. storylines in the different Batman comics. They're like we have to do something. Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then there was another crisis. And it's like bring so, them together, explode them out a little bit, bring them back together a bit. You know, right. we got to keep a you know because people do want to be able to pick up Superman and Batman, and at least. Be able to tell themselves the. Is right. a there is a spectacular irony to what you just said, which is you're basically describing not the plot so much, but all of Kang's motivations in this show. And in a nutshell, right? Kang's just, if you just let it go, you just open all this up without keeping the timeline under control then anything is possible, presuming the technology to cross the, the dimensional barrier mm -hmm. exists, and it does, because this is what the TVA has it in a cell phone, presumably. Right. This little pad. Blackberry or whatever they're using, the temp pad, is this little device the size of a cell phone that allows you to cross dimensional barriers and travel mm -hmm. through time. 
Um, right, obviously, Kang's got some medallion, that thing on his wrist, that's the same technology. So the point I was going to make is this can easily get out of control. I called it a deus ex machina, but what you really get is um, nothing is permanent and nothing matters. How, how Right, and this is a concept that has been played with by science fiction authors for decades, that if you get a parallel world's setting, then Larry Nevin wrote, wrote a really famous short story about this. For people that are really into sci-fi, you can go back and just Google Larry Niven, um, what to do about chocolate manhole covers. I'm pretty sure it's, the title was something like that. It's like Much Ado or something mm -hmm. about chocolate manhole covers. And that's exactly what the story is about. If you have a true multiverse, parallel infinite worlds, nothing matters. None of your decisions matter because for every decision, every possible outcome exists. Right, except and so if there happens to be a big bad villain who is able to exist either in their own universe. Manipulate. Or manipulate it. Yeah. And I think that's why um, in uh, Zack Snyder Justice League, he moved Planet Apocalypse from just being a planet in our universe to saying that Darkseid came from his own place in the – from somewhere else in the multiverse. So Darkseid okay. is a threat to the multiverse, not the universe. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's why Thanos, uh, like you well, say, Thanos isn't. But now there's, you know, because one, Thanos can't, even if Thanos could cross, he runs into the uh, Infinity Stone problem. So, yeah, Kang is definitely right, an Avengers level threat. The question is, is how much do they want to, I mean, is it an infinite multiverse, though? See, I've always gotten the feeling that DC and Marvel tend to cap the number of worlds to some some number of worlds. It's never infinite. Whereas in real life, it probably, if there is such a thing, it probably is. I know for DC right. for a while, they had 52 worlds. For instance. Yeah. Well. And that I, solves I mean, I, I that problem. Because then if something bad, well, okay. for instance, with the crisis, the monitor, I mean, the anti-monitor was going to destroy the multiverse one universe at a time. Mm -hmm. Which would be impossible if okay. there was infinite universes. This is uh, Bug Bug. Love Bug, Bug Bear. She's our <laughs> special guest. She's also excited about that multiverse. Now, if I put her down and she starts wrestling with her brother, this episode's going to be even shorter than we thought. Okay. okay. So anyway, we were talking about the limit to the number of worlds in the multiverse in comics and, and how that would facilitate. But all of this, uh, and we, that, that was a tangent, a variant was uh, the, the the question I really had that really no one talked about is, so Sylvie killed this dude, right? But Loki had already left. Uh, Sylvie killed him. She's in this um, 
castle at the end of time with a very interesting paint job. And she has no Tim pad, or can she use his, you think? I didn't think about his. I, or what, I think I she know. picked his up. Is she, she picked it up and started fiddling with it, didn't she? Yeah, I, I think thought she, she did. She blew yeah. up the ball. She started the thing, but then she stayed there, right? Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. Um, that, I think what you're leading to there is we were talking about cliffhangers, unresolved plot threads, what happened to this character, what happened to that character, what in the world happened to Sylvie, a.k.a. variant Loki, number 6,432, right? Um, what, what What's going to happen to her? And where? And so clearly we're getting a season two. Yep. A different director. I'm, the director said it was a lot of fun, but she didn't even know they were doing a season two until they put it the, in the title card. She's like, oh, okay, have fun. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's well, harder. It's harder when it's one director. Even Game of Thrones, when they did a six-episode se- six season, they had three directors. Each one directed two episodes. So, Right. The quality well, I think is I great, mentioned that, but I mentioned that before about some of the Marvel stuff where you get uh, different directors, or Disney Plus, rather, um, if I'm not mistaken, WandaVision had different directors working on different and the episodes. The Mandalorian the directors was the one that really sprung to mind. Are great. <laughs> I mean, Taika Watiti was a director. Um, right. Um, people have been really. Uh, you, you do notice that if you yeah. if you look really sharply, and I mean, the different episodes have a different tone. They they broke that trend with Falcon and Winter Soldier. We mentioned that that there was the same director and the name is just right on the tip of my tongue. Um, I have to look it up. Can't remember it. But having the same director so that the whole show has a very contiguous, unified feel and tone um, Mm -hmm. so that the whole thing, you can watch the entire thing back to back to back to back to back and it feels like a very long movie rather than episodes. So... um, this show definitely felt like more like episodes for sure, even though not that much time passed from the beginning of this show until the events of the finale. A week went by or we, we don't know. Well, I don't know. He got his, his suit or his shirt, his button up shirt and his tie. So I don't know how much time passed before they really started going to work with his, when it went from like episode one to two or two to whenever that happened. That might Point have been is, some time. Yeah. Um, kind of like in the Empire Strikes Back. How much time was Luke on Dagobah? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's an unanswerable question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to get all of these characters back, um, mm-hmm. presumably. right? Um, I don't know if you have heard any scuttlebutt at all. Have they even started filming it? Pre-production, oh, no. what's... I don't know if there's any news out there about that, but I'm sure it'll start to trickle out once they do. Um, really look forward I think it, at this to that. Point, that is, they they wanted to. Uh, it had probably been greenlit in meetings. This is just to be tinfoil hatting what happened. They greenlit it in meetings. Talked to you know Kevin Feige was like, "You want to do this?" Mm-hmm. They probably talked to Hiddleston and Owen Will and the the, the cast. Um, they probably already knew. I, I, I think this was all happened after they had wrapped and after post-production when they decided to do this. Um, and before it got leaked, they were able to pop it in that credit as a surprise. Sure. So 
Well, I don't think so, it's gone by any beyond a boardroom at this point, I would think. Um, what we do have coming, we talked briefly about what if. That's the next thing to look forward to here in, what, mm-hmm. about three weeks, four weeks? Yep. Um, and then, presumably, if the release dates are to be believed before the end of the year, we are getting Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, we mentioned in the last episode, definitely some tie-ins from the Black Widow show. And, correct me if I'm wrong, the Miss Marvel show is slated for release before the end of the year. Oh, I haven't heard about that. I think they're filming yeah. She-Hulk. but that's it's the Kamala Khan show. Yeah, isn't the She-Hulk, Hulk's isn't do... Matt Murdock going to be in that? Because she's a lawyer. I know uh, um, the Hulk is in some form, Bruce well, Banner or whatever. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo will yeah. be in that show. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. He is on. He is contracted. He's on board with that show. And Tim Roth, as you pointed out, with that scene Shang Chi, um, Tim Roth is going to reprise his role as the Abomination. Oh, you just um, turned green. I did. Yep. Oh, someone's calling me. That's what I get for using my phone as a camera. <laughs> I'm leaving this part. Okay. Well. So through the magic of editing, I'm pretty sure we're seamlessly to where we are right now. Uh, talking about what was coming up, we were pretty we were pretty excited about. Um, I don't know. For me, the Hawkeye, I kind of feel the same as I did for for Black Widow. Um, uh, I kind of like superpowers and such. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see. Um, we'll see how it starts the, the working when show. there's some trailers that I'm not like, yeah. woohoo! I'm more like, okay, it's something. It'll probably be good. It generally is, as long as Jeremy Renner, you know, stays off social media or whatever he gets in trouble for, usually. Um, um, She-Hulk sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. It's a really interesting story. She's a lawyer and a Hulk. And, um, so that'll be cool. And you were mentioning Tim Roth is definitely is you did you find out anything about Tim Roth actually being back because that's what you were saying before you turned green what's the date of this do oh we are getting a secret invasion show on, on Disney but that's you know that's announced but there's nothing there's no motion on it mm-hmm. yet secret invasion storyline this um, the date of this was released April 23rd 2021 and what it says is that um, you know um, Mm-hmm. Oh, come Whatever on. it is, Where'd I love me Tim Roth. Tim Roth. That Tim Roth will reprise his role as the um, the Abomination in this but show. Isn't he? Oh, that's right. I remember that now. But isn't he stuck as the Abomination? Can he not? He like can't turn back into a human. Uh, p- presumably, yeah. Oh, well, I guess we'll I mean, find out. He's... And also from Disney um, is uh, the Star Wars side of things. Um, we're going to finally have some of that to talk about uh, around Christmas time. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett is still slated for, I believe, uh, something like December 21. Um, and these are all things. They're filming them in that uh, it's a large soundstage and the walls have been covered with LED, like 360-degree screen. They use it in The Mandalorian and I can never remember what it's called. And it's just like you click a button and you have your set. And so they're able to film these things like the Mandalorian and, and book of Boba Fett and 
Um, they used it uh, for the Millennium Falcon scenes in Solo. Um, so they, the, that's why the actors were all like, <sighs> because they can actually see the hyperspace and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Mandalorian Season 3 is rumored to be filming starting, like, now. Okay. Uh, Pedro Pascal is finishing up uh, The uh, Last of Us, which is based on a video game that I've heard is really good, but I've never tried. So, um Zombie video games scare me. I'm kind of a lightweight. So those hmm. things are all in the pipe. I'm going to be interested to see if they're going to dare to attempt the Mandalorian without Grogu. Because that, that just seems like a bad idea. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, he, he'll, he'll pop back up, even if he's not in every episode. Um, <laughs> he's out there stealing eggs somewhere. Eggs aren't going to steal themselves. Yeah. Well, this is definitely not for you, buddy. Now Grogu's on my desk. Uh, But it's, oh, they're doing an Ahsoka show. Maybe that's where Grogu might show up. Okay. Uh, Ahsoka was awesome. That's like one of my favorite things that's happened in the Mandalorian. When she showed up and was like running across rooftops fighting with the double lightsabers, I actually went back. Oh, yeah. And watch that last season of Clone Wars. To and Rosario Dawson is just a badass. I'm just going to say that right oh, now. Yeah. She's amazing. Her and Daredevil. I love um, her and Daredevil. Well, I, I think maybe we can, as in trying to mm-hmm. come close to wrapping this up, I think we can definitely promise folks that as that show approaches um, uh, a season three of Mandalorian, and we may do a few episodes where we, I think we will definitely switch gears into just full on Lucas mm-hmm. verse. Um, Actually, talk, talk our next episode will probably consist of. Um, I'm going to see about reading The Watchmen this week. Mm-hmm. Finally, um, okay. I'm almost done with Dune, uh, but even then, yeah, the Green Knight is out very soon. I don't know if it's before our next episode. Is it? Is this one only in theaters, or is this one also streaming somewhere as well that I can rent it? You it's know? probably only in theaters, but um, we'll have to look and see. Um, yeah, yeah, I may have to. I don't know. I don't even know if it's a wide release on its initial date. A twenty-five might not be smaller. But if um, that's it's a coming, thing, then that's something we might. It's coming to know. my town. Then it's coming just about everywhere. Well, yeah, I could go to Springfield. So. It's just. All right, so um, yeah, we, we're definitely going to be branching out um, now that stuff is coming out again that's not Marvel or Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, uh, well, in the meantime, exercise your free will with impunity because you have no longer any fear that you will be pruned and become a variant. So, just do whatever feels good. Do what feels. And right. you know what would feel good to like. And subscribe and tell all your friends about us. That is a perfect example. Oh, man. Okay, so next episode, we got to talk about Deadpool and Korg. I'm going to leave it there. (laughs) Deadpool and Korg, when are we getting that Disney Plus team-up show? Make it happen. Deadpool and the Adventures of Deadpool and Korg. Yeah. That is the best commercial I've ever seen. Except that I don't yeah. remember at all what it. Oh, it was for the uh, free guy. So free Deadpool guy. and Korg, we will break that yeah. down and talk about that. Um, I love Very that funny. Taika Waititi always says it's the 
that movie's the first thing they've ever worked in together in him and Ryan Reynolds. Mm -hmm. He uh, was in the green lantern. (laughs) So they're always like, we've never known each other before. Anyway. So like, and subscribe, uh, do whatever you want because you don't have to worry about being pruned uh, as long as it's not illegal and um, right. rescue a pup. Yeah. Rescue a there dog. You go. They're very cute. Dogs. All right. Okay. That was Composer Scape. Scott's got shit to do. We'll see you uh, next time. <laughs>